In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sermon text today is our gospel lesson. Grace and peace to you, through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Do you know when to ask for help? It's one of the hardest things to ask somebody else to help you. I mean, we're taught to be self-sufficient. We're taught to do things on our own. In fact, we've been striving to do that since we've been little kids. No, mommy, I do, right? We want to do things on our own and by ourselves. And sometimes, well, then we just don't like to admit that we can't do something, that we're not capable of doing it. Other times, we know we can or should be able to do something, but for some reason, we're struggling and we're not able to do it all alone. As a parent, I've learned the need to teach my children to ask for help. Sometimes when kids can't do something, they just give up. They stop doing it. And as parents, we've had to teach them, well, you got to do at least one more thing. You need to ask somebody for help. Today, Jesus reminds us and his disciples that we should go to God, the Father, and ask for help. So, you can't deal with something? Not able to handle it? Pray. Jesus answer. Can't fix your mistakes? Can't right the thing you did wrong? Can't remove what you did? Pray. Can't handle all the stress or the pressure or the demands that are being put upon you? The troubles? Pray. You got a to-do list that's this long and you don't have enough time and you can't get it all done. You're supposed to have it all done, but you can't. Pray. Oh, you failed to do some of those things by the deadline. And now people are upset. You let some people down. People you loved. Pray. Maybe you're struggling to make ends meet. Finances are a little tight. Pray. Or you're beset by temptations. You're struggling because you're being tempted to do what you know you shouldn't do. Pray. In other words, if there's a need, pray. Now, it's certainly good for us to also thank God and go to the Lord and honor Him in our prayers by recognizing He's the giver of all good gifts. But today, our focus is on those times of struggle and difficulty, the times of weakness and troubles, the times of need. And I want to point out some things in our text today that are not readily apparent in English. Not everything translates from one language to another easily. Jesus says in verse 24, 
ask and you will receive. And the force of this ask is keep asking. Continue asking. The disciples have been asking. They're to keep on asking. An encouragement to, to continue on praying, as Paul said, pray continually. So keep on. So Jesus says, until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Right? They had been asking Jesus directly. Now they're to go to the Father and they're to ask in Jesus' name because they can go to the Father now because of Christ, because of what he's done or going to do. And they can approach God directly and ask on account of Christ. And they can ask according to his will, in his name, what he would want for them. And until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Keep asking and you will receive that your joy may be full. So keep on asking. Be persistent like the kid who just keeps asking again and again, knowing that they're going to get what they're asking for. Confidence that you're going to receive because you will receive. And then as you receive, you'll be filled with joy. Jesus says later in verse 33, in the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You're going to have problems and troubles in this world, but take heart, that is keep having courage. Keep being encouraged. Look to Christ's death and resurrection and be encouraged that Christ has overcome, that he has won the victory. When Jesus says he's overcome, he's asserting with certainty that he has conquered and that his victory will still remain in effect. His victory is lasting. It's ongoing. And the disciples need this encouragement and certainty. At this time, this is just before Jesus gets arrested and crucified. This is right after the Passover that he's celebrated with them. Right? And now he's trying to encourage them. He's been speaking to, to them about trials and troubles, about persecution they're going to face, about how he's going to depart. And when Jesus dies on the cross and he's put in the tomb, they're going to be discouraged. They're going to be afraid. They think they're, it's all over. What do we do this last three years? It wasn't, this has come to naught. They're going to go and hide in their room, lock the doors because they're afraid they're going to be next. They're going to need this encouragement and this certainty. Because even though all that's going on, Jesus' word still stands, still does stand. And we hear that today as we approach uh, ascension. Jesus is going to depart from the disciples 40 days after Easter, ascend into heaven. But when he departs then, they're not so sad. They're rejoicing. Not because he's departed, but because of this certainty and this courage that they now have. And it's exactly what we need as well. We have Jesus' certain victory. 
We have God's answer to all our prayers ultimately. Jesus died and rose. He conquered. He won and our hope is sure and solid. And so we have a prayer we can pray with certainty, confidence. Because Jesus died and rose for you, you have confidence in approaching God. Your sins are forgiven. They're gone. They're taken away. Any of the times that you doubted? Any of the times you thought, I don't know if God's listening to me. Any of the times you thought, oh, how can, I get, how can God forgive me for that? That's all taken care of. That's all forgiven. Your sins against your neighbor? The sins that you've wronged your friends or your family? It's all forgiven. Taken care of. Your failure to call on God when you needed help? You're forgetting to pray? It's all forgiven. Your sins are dealt with. Jesus conquered them. He ruled over them. The devil's overthrown and he's powerless before Christ. He stepped on the serpent's head. He defanged the serpent. His bite isn't what it was. The end of the war is clear. Christ is victorious. Death and all our enemies have already lost. But there are days where we still struggle in this world. There are days where we still face complications. Whether it be that we don't live like the Christians that God has made us to be. We don't live like Christians in all we do. Or we feel weak. Unable to do what is good, right, and salutary. That we're weighed down. We falter. And we give in to our sinful flesh at times. Other times we, we buy into the devil's lies, his falsehoods, his, his false promises, which are just empty. We struggle, but Christ says to us, in the midst of that struggle, pray. Go to the Father. Because the victory's won. It's sure, it's certain. The evil one's been overthrown. So trust in him. Trust in him to take care of you. Trust in him to look after you. He's been doing it for a whole lot longer than you and I have been alive. Keep asking then for whatever you need. Not according to the sinful flesh and our sinful desires, but according to the new heart that he has placed in you. The new heart you have been given in baptism in Christ's name. Right? You have that name of Jesus put upon you. You have the name of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit put upon you. You've been made his child holy and pure. Ask according to that new heart and life that is in you. So pray. Pray for deliverance from those troubles, those trials, the illnesses, the struggles, the falls. Pray for forgiveness for those things where you are guilty or ashamed of, that God would take them away. Pray for those who have shamed you, those who have wronged you, that they would be forgiven. Pray for God's kingdom in your life. 
Pray that it would come, that his grace and mercy would be filling you, that his grace and mercy would come to you and would rule your hearts and your minds. Pray for his will to rule your life, that you would lead a God-pleasing life. Pray to him for that strength to live as his people, who he's called you to be. Pray for all your bodily needs, for your daily bread, for the food you eat, for good weather, for good government, for your families, your possessions, that you would be able to eat and be provided for and enjoy the gifts of God. Pray for his name to be proclaimed to all and trusted by all. Pray that you would be able to speak his word to others, that they would hear, and that they would go forth and proclaim his name as well, that they would rejoice and sing and thank the Lord in prayer and song. Pray. God will provide. He'll take care of you because you bear his name. You're his He's the God who saves and redeems. Think about Jesus' name. God saves is what it means. That name is on you. He has saved you. He's rescued you. And he will live according to his name. He will act according to who he is. He's rescued you from sin, death, the devil. He's already taken care of the biggest enemies you have. He's dealt with the heart of the problem. He went to the cross, paid the price, took care of all sin. And the fruits of sin will follow. He'll deliver you from those. He'll deliver you from any trouble. It's certain, just as certain as his death and resurrection. So call to him for help. Pray to him. For he will bring you safely out of any and all trouble. And ultimately, he'll bring you into that new heavens and earth. You saw a picture today in Revelation. He'll do that for Christ's sake. And now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Join together in singing the last four verses of our hymn. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.